thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We're so glad to have you join us again today for Jesus the Healer. I tell you what, it's been good and it's going to get gooder and gooder and gooder. I tell you, we've been, <laughs> we've been talking about uh, what the Spirit of God led me to do is teach regarding the mind. And uh, it's important that we know what to do with our thought life because you never get away from it. It's always with you. So uh, we need to know how to handle the sound mind that belongs to us in Christ. Amen. Amen. So we've been taking as our golden verse, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7, and we've been starting there each episode and what Paul wrote to Timothy says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear. My goodness, just resting on that. If he's not given us a spirit of fear, he's not given us anything that flows out of the spirit of fear. Worry, panic, anxiety, depression, all those things that are expressions of, of, the, of the spirit of fear. And so uh, none of that belongs to us because God didn't give it to us. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. But notice this, he has given us something else, uh, a spirit of power. What is that? Uh, what about this? Authority. Right. Our authority is contained in that power and, and a power and of love, the love of God, not just a human love, but God's own love. And he's also given us a sound mind. He has given it. When did he give it to us? Well, it became, we moved into it at the new birth. That's when uh, we became partakers of it. Uh, but now we had to become skillful in cooperating with the flow of a sound mind. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes we have, well, all of us, we have to give ourselves new mental habits. Right. Amen. Yeah. Worry is just a bad mental habit, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. What about being uh, critical? Just a bad mental habit. Mm -hmm. Complaining, just a bad mental yeah, habit. Right. So we need to renew our minds with the word so that we can enjoy the sound life that he made, the sound mind rather, that he made ours. Amen? Amen. One of the things that we've been looking at at the previous episodes was something in Ephesians chapter 6. So you can turn with me if you would and we're going to read there because we have to know to enjoy a sound mind. We have to know how to stand our ground mm -hmm. against opposition. How to enforce the victory that Jesus made ours. We are not trying to win the victory. We are the law enforcement officers of our life. Yes. That we are enforcing the victory ground that Jesus won for us and made ours. Amen. Amen. And so part of that, critical of course, is renewing the mind, which means taking on God's thoughts, thinking like God. And uh, Paul writing in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10 he says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord mm 
And we were looking at this previously, and it really means uh, one way of saying that is be full of the word. To be strong in the Lord, you're going to have to be strong in his way of thinking, his way of operating. Amen. And uh, be strong in the Lord is being full of the word because the Lord and his word are one. Mm -hmm. So you can't be strong in the Lord and weak in the word. Yeah. So be strong in the Lord. That means to be full of the word. And then he goes on and says, and be strong in the power of his might. Well, what is the power of his might? Well, the Holy Ghost is the power of his might. So we could say this, be full of the word and be full of the spirit. And what happens, then you're able to stand your ground successfully against strategies, devices, all kinds of, of things that the devil would bring your way, whether it's circumstances, tests, trials, troubling thoughts. When you're full of the word, and full of the spirit, you got, you got no room for what's not yours. Yeah, Amen. Now I'm talking about what's yours in Christ. Right. Amen. Yeah. And so, uh, we, we, we spent a little bit of time talking about being full of the word and we've been talking now about being full of the spirit and what that means. We have to go back to what does it mean to be full of the spirit? Well, Acts chapter four, Acts chapter two. And it says in verse four, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Look at this and began to speak with other tongues. Mm -hmm. So filled people were speaking with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance is what that passage says. So uh, to be full of the spirit, uh, that fullness is going to flow out. Mm -hmm. It's going to overflow and it's going to come out as one flow of it is speaking in other tongues. Well, since they were... Uh, when they were first initially filled in that upper room, uh, they were first initially filled, they were filled and they were speaking in other tongues. So how do you continue to be filled on an ongoing basis? Continue speaking in other tongues. Amen. Amen. Because it'll build you up. It'll fortify your spirit. It it, uh, charges up your spirit. How important it is that our spirit be built up, edified, charged. Why? So that our spirit will take the lead. Mm -hmm. So that our spirit dominates us. When you're full of of the word and full of the spirit, that means your spirit is going to easily be not only receiving and knowing the leading of the Lord, but it's also going to take the lead, dominating the mental, dominating the flesh. Amen. And that's, that's where the life of God begins to get expression is when your spirit is in control, when your spirit is dominating, that uh, your mind's not dominating you, your emotions aren't dominating you, your feelings aren't, or the, or the desires of the flesh aren't dominating you. So as you take time to, to pray in the Holy Ghost, it charges you up. It, it builds you up. It edifies you. Uh, you're built up on your most holy faith. But let's go ahead and let's look at that again because I want you to see it for yourself in Jude. And there's only one chapter in Jude, but we're going to look at verse 20. Jude and uh, verse 20. It says, but you, beloved, building up yourselves. Look at that phrase, building up yourselves. Many times people are waiting for God to strengthen them and he says, build yourself up. <laughs> Because he gave us the means whereby we could be built up. And he says this, building up yourselves on what? On your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. What a privilege. I believe that 
praying in the Holy Ghost or speaking and praying in other tongues is one of the most neglected divine privileges of the believer. Now, as we were saying before, uh, the moment you got born again, the Holy Spirit came in you to dwell. You are indwelt by the Spirit. But there is a deeper dimension of God offered you. And that's the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And that's what happened in Acts chapter Mm 2. And so uh, Jesus said, you shall receive power Mm -hmm. after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So now we know why when Paul said, be strong in the Lord and in the power Mm -hmm. of his might. Mm -hmm. That's being filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Now, I want you to go back because in the previous episode, we were in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And I want us to go back there. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. In verse 2, Paul is writing and he's saying, uh, for he that speaks in an unknown tongue. Now, it's unknown to you, but not to God. So when we start, when we're talking about speaking in other tongues, we're not talking about a a language you've learned. Mm -hmm. We're talking about a divine language. We're talking about divine communication. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. He that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God. So whenever you take time to speak in other tongues, you're speaking directly to God. You have your divine audience with him. Amen. By speaking in other tongues. And it says this, for no man understands him. Why doesn't a man understand? For one thing, you're not talking to man. You're talking to God. So you're using God's talk. So to speak in other tongues is God talk. Now, sometimes that language can be recognized by other men, by other men, because sometimes you'll speak in a language known to men, but also the word talks about tongues of men, but also tongues of angels. And so meaning you can be using a language that other men don't know, but you can be using a a language that somebody else might recognize, but you never learned it. So when you take time to speak in other tongues, you're not speaking unto men, but you're speaking unto God for no man understands him. Howbeit in the spirit, he speaks mysteries or another way of saying that is divine secrets. Mm -hmm. Nothing's a mystery to God, but it's a mystery to us. You know, Um, I'm, I'm reminded of something that happened years, several years ago. And I was laying in bed getting, you know, to getting ready to fall off to sleep. And I was just laying there praying in the spirit, speaking in other tongues. And the thing is, you don't have to wait to be in church to do it. You don't have to wait for the presence of God or the anointing of God to become tangible because once you're filled, it's a gift. Um, you know, I, I have on some things that were a gift. This one gold bracelet here was a gift to me. When somebody gifted it with me, uh, give it, gifted it to me, that means it's in within my uh, control of usage. I don't have to call them and say, can I wear what you gave me? Can I put on what you gave me? If you gifted it to me, it's in within my control. When you're filled with the Holy Ghost, that's a gift. Jesus said, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's a gift. So you can speak in other tongues anytime you want. Why? God's your father. You can talk to him anytime you want. Amen. Amen. And when you speak in other tongues, you're bypassing your own 
thoughts mm -hmm. and you're moving into the thoughts of God. Yes. Wow. That's good. Anyway, anyway, I was laying in bed and I was praying in other tongues. And what I said that to say this, you can do this anytime you want. You don't have to wait mm -hmm. for some, the, the spirit to come on you, the anointing to come on you because he's a gift in you. Yes, right. yes. Amen. And the Amen. Holy Spirit who resides in you is the one giving you the utterance. Yeah. You just stir it up. Yeah. Stir it up. Yeah. Get your tongue hooked up to your spirit. And uh, so anyway, I was laying in bed praying in the Holy Spirit. And when I did, in a moment, I had what we call a mini vision, M-I-N-I, -I, just a quick flash of a vision. And in that vision, I saw a car going down the road one way and I saw another car come and hit that car on the side, on the driver's side. And people say, what color is the car? I don't, you know, don't. I've had, you know, all kinds of questions and don't, don't miss the important thing. It's, it's about what he was trying to show. And so I recognize, I saw that. I saw that because I was taking time to pray in the spirit and talk to God. And while talking to God, the Holy Spirit was able to bring me into something God knows. What did God know? He knew there was a setup by the devil. Uh -huh. I did not know who this was. I didn't, he, God did not show me who it was. I just saw a car and I saw another one come and hit it. But I had the sense that it was, it was to be a life and death situation. So when God, I, I saw that because I took time to pray in the spirit. Yes, sir. Because when you're praying in the spirit, you're talking to God. You start tapping into what he knows. Yes. And he'll, in that setting, start showing you what he knows. And uh, so he showed me that. He did not show me that so I could say, I saw that. He showed me that so I would use my authority with what I saw. Why? Because God knows things that are set up by the enemy to happen on the earth, but God's given the authority to us. So he needs someone on earth to use their authority to deal with what he knows. Does that make sense yes, to you? Yes, yes. So whenever I saw that, I saw that because I took time to pray in the spirit. And what happened, my spirit was edified. My spirit was built up and my spirit was, uh, it was perceptive. You see, by speaking other tongues, you become more sensitive mm -hmm. to God, to the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. You become more sensitive to the spirit realm, mm -hmm. you see. And so by taking time to speak in other tongues, I was, uh, I was, I was making myself sensitive mm -hmm. yeah. to what he wanted to show. So I saw that by praying in the spirit. But once I saw it, I didn't keep praying in the spirit. Mm -hmm. Now, let me, let me explain it. So stay with me here mm -hmm. because I don't deal with the devil in tongues. That's right. I deal with him in authority. Mm -hmm. yeah. When I'm speaking in tongues, I'm speaking to God. I'm not speaking to the devil. The devil doesn't know tongues. This is divine communication, baby. This is divine. And the devil's not invited in on this conversation. But by me talking to God, I was perceptive of what he, what he knew and what he wanted to intervene in. But he had to get someone with the authority on the earth to cooperate with what he knew. So by, by speaking in other tongues, I stepped into the spirit of seeing and knowing. I was able to see and know some things by the spirit. I didn't know naturally. I didn't know who it was. So when I saw that, I didn't keep praying in tongues because I, I'm going to take authority now. 
You understand that? I use my authority in English. Why? Because uh, I'm not dealing with the devil in tongues. I deal with God in tongues. Now, while you're praying in tongues, God may reveal some things about the devil. Mm -hmm. Why? So you can use your authority. So when I saw that, I stopped praying in tongues and I took my authority and I said, Satan, you take your hands off that situation. I didn't have to know the the person's name. I didn't have to know who it was. When I saw it, the seeing gave me the authority. See, you always have authority over your life, Uh but you don't have authority over anyone else's life. So the devil may say, well, you don't have authority over that. You don't know who that is. That's a stranger to you, possibly. But see, the vision gave me the authority. When God shows it, it's because he's authorizing you to deal with it. So I said, Satan, you take your hands off that situation. Death, you take your hands off that situation in Jesus' name. And Father, I dispatch the angels of heaven to be around that situation because your angels will bear them up in in their hands lest they dash their foot against a stone. And that's all I said. And then I checked my spirit. See, I didn't say that. I'm not saying that in tongues. I'm saying that with my authority. Yes. Once I used my authority, then I checked my spirit and I kept praying in the spirit, not to deal with the devil, but to see if God would tell me anything further I needed to do. See, I want to stay sensitive that if there's something more than what I just did with my authority, is there something more I need to do? And so I checked my spirit. I prayed in the spirit a little bit more, not to deal with what I saw, but to get back into fellowship and communion with the father to see, is there something more that needs to be done? On my part. Why? We're co-laborers with God. He needs the authority that he gave to us. He gave it to us so that we cooperate with him in the use of it. And so uh, I prayed in the spirit a few more moments and kept my, my spiritual antenna up, so to speak. God, is there anything further you need me to say or do about that situation? And I, and I had a release. So I just praised the Lord for it, uh, his divine help, and went off to sleep. About three weeks later, I came in from preaching on the road and my husband was at home and uh, he said, you know, you had somebody that you know of that somebody close to you that called and said, there's another someone close to you that they had a car wreck and they described exactly what I saw. Now, see, I didn't know when I saw that, that that was going to be somebody that was close to me. I didn't know that. And you know what? I'm so glad I didn't know that. I didn't need to know that because then, see, God's not trying to involve us in a way that troubles us. He involved me without troubling me about someone close to my life. Why? Now listen, where do we have scripture for that? How be it in the spirit, he speaketh mysteries. Now see, it was a mystery to me who it was. It wasn't a mystery to God. But I'm so glad God held it in the realm of mystery so that the enemy couldn't trouble me with it. You see, you understand what I'm saying? So come to find out what happened is that this person that was close to me, it was exactly as I saw in that quick mini vision that I had. And uh, when the emergency team got there, when they saw the car, they said, no one survived this. And they just pulled out a body bag. And uh, they spent time with the jaws of life, those, you know, uh, that equipment to cut someone out, cut the metal, cut the car up so then get the person out. 
and when they got that person out, minor injuries. Yet when they first saw the car, they said, no one survived this. Well, what was that? God knew. And authority, when we use our authority, it changed that. But see what happens by being full of the Spirit. Ah, you start... Uh, you start having, you start enjoying the fullness of what your authority can do, not just for you, but for someone else. Praise the Lord. That's why Paul said, be strong in the Lord and in the powers. Be strong in the, be, be full of the word. Be full of the spirit. Why? Because I tell you what, you're going to have some victories that are just going to be a blessing, not just to your life, but to someone else. Well, as I said, if you're born again, uh, you are, the Spirit of God indwells you. Mm-hmm. He, he resides in you. He's in there. He bears witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. Mm-hmm. So yes, you do have the indwelling of the Spirit. But as I said earlier, uh, to be filled with the Spirit is a deeper dimension of God. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Jesus is the gift that God gave the whole world. Jesus belongs to everyone, whether they ever receive him or not. He's available to them all because he's the gift God never takes back. So that's how you got born again, because God gifted Jesus to you. Once you're born again, once you receive the gift of Jesus and you're born again, Jesus has something just for his children, just for his people. And it's the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, I don't know about you, if somebody says to me, I have, an, I have a gift here. Do you want it? I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say, oh, no, no, no. You can take that back home. Mm-hmm. No, I like, I like things. Yes. I like gifts. Yes. I will gladly take it. Yes. So when heaven offers you as the child of God a gift, the gift of the Holy Ghost, the gift has to be received. I want to give you that opportunity right now to be filled with the Holy Ghost. How do you know you're filled? because you begin to speak in other tongues. It's an overflow expression of the infilling. So every single believer is indwelt by the Spirit, but now you can have the deeper dimension of being filled with the Spirit. Dad Hagen used to describe it to us this way. He said, when you get born again, it's like you take a drink of water. But the infilling of the Holy Ghost is, uh, is you drink the whole thing, the whole glass. To have one drink doesn't mean you're full. But you drink and you keep drinking because the spirit-filled life is to be the kind, the flow of our life for the rest of our life. So we, uh, we take time to speak in other tongues every day and we have a fresh infilling every day. It's not about maintaining yesterday's infilling, but it's about being continually filled day after day. So you may say, well, Pastor Nancy, I'm born again. But, you know, I've maybe never heard about what you're talking about, about about being filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Well, this is Acts chapter 2. You start reading that chapter and you'll find out that the disciples in the upper room, that that a sound from heaven, a, a rushing mighty wind filled all the house where they were sitting and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Who was up there speaking in tongues? The 12 disciples, Mary, the mother of Jesus, the women that had been set free. They were all filled. They were not only born again, they were filled and spoke in other tongues. What an example to follow, right? (laughs) Well, Jesus said, you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. 
So you want to be full of this power. Why? Because it's going to help you stand in the face of opposition, immovable. When you're full of the Word and full of the Spirit, you cannot be swayed no matter what test or circumstance comes. So right now, I want to pray with those of you who you say, Pastor Nancy, I've never been filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking tongues that you're talking about, but I want to. Why? Because He's the gift that belongs to you. Amen. And so right where you're at, now, now you need to be born again. So let's get you born again. Let's make sure everybody who's watching is born again, right? We don't want to. We don't want to show a gift, and you're not. You're not. Uh, it's not available to you. We want to get you born again. So it's so easy to get born again. Y'all pray along with me after after this, if you would say, Father, I receive Jesus, the gift you have provided and given to every man. I receive Him, Jesus. I call you my Lord. I call you my Savior. And I thank you that all my sin, all my past is washed away by by your own blood that cleanses. Right now, I'm a new creature in Christ. I got a brand new start. I'm a child of God. Jesus is my Lord. God is my Father. And I'll live for you all the days of my life. Now, Jesus, now since I'm born again, there's another gift that belongs to me, the gift of the Holy Ghost. I receive him by faith right now. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you not only indwell me, but you fill me with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. I receive it in Jesus' name and by faith, I now speak in other tongues. Now, start speaking. Just start, take off. Just let your tongue say it. Now, Now, everyone in here, stop a minute. I want to give you a little bit of instruction right there. Sometimes people are waiting for words to come to their mind. These words don't come to your mind because they don't come from your mind. They come up from your spirit. The Holy Spirit fills you and utterances come up from your spirit and your tongue will want to say something. Your tongue will want to give movement. he He doesn't even speak the words for you. You're the one who has to open your mouth and speak it out. He gives the utterance and we speak out the utterance. Mm-hmm. So right there where you're at, don't try to wait for, for uh, words to come to your mind. Just what floats up from here. Your spirit is hooked up to your tongue. Just start speaking out those words. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, now you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, you can speak in tongues anytime you want. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God for that. Listen, we've been teaching out of this book, A Sound Disciplined Mind. We want you to have your own copy. You can get it by going to DufresneMinistries.org and we'll get that right off to you. And I want to remind you as you go, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. Please join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Georgetown, Texas at Church on the Rock, September 4th through the 8th. Come expecting your miracle. For more information, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org.
Nancy Dufresne teaches how to close the door to worry, fear, and doubt in this book about the peace of God. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.